Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Pergo, Mr. Beans, Lumber Liquidators and Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We'd love to talk with you about your home. What are you working on today? Are you working on your roof? Are you painting the walls? Are you planning to do some insulation so you can avoid high heating bills? Are you tackling a kitchen? Many folks are doing that project now, so it gets done in time for the holidays. Whatever you're working on, we can help. But help yourself first by calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, summer may have come to an end, but your fresh supply of veggies doesn't have to. We've got some tips on how to turn your summer vegetable garden into a fall vegetable garden just ahead. And are you hoping to sell your home fast? Well, consider updating with must-haves for young buyers who are snatching up homes at lightning speed. Give you the scoop on how to market, decorate, and present your house with these eager millennials in mind for a quick sale. Plus, kitchen renovations are super popular right now, but they are expensive. We've got five updates that you can do for under 1000 bucks. Plus, this hour, we're going to shed some light around your home because we're giving away the brand new Mr. Beams. It's a home safety and security lighting bundle, including the new Mr. Beams LED spotlight. It's battery-powered and can light your home for up to a full year. That package is worth 169 bucks, but it's going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Pick up the phone and call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Bridget in Illinois is on the line. What is going on with that musty odor at your Money Pit? Tell us about it. Well, my crawl space is about a fifteen by fifteen foot area, and it opens up into my basement. The, yep. I bought an older home, and the addition just has the crawl space. Okay. So right now it's just dirt and. I see some, they've laid some cardboard in there, but I heard last week that cardboard breeds mold from your show, so I removed the cardboard. Yeah, not only that, but laying directly on the dirt, that is a that is a termite feast waiting to happen there. So what you need to do is a couple of things. You need to get the cardboard out of the crawl space and off of that soil. Then you need to lay uh, heavy plastic down, like Visqueen, very thick sheet plastic down across that whole soil surface. That's going to stop a lot of the moisture from evaporating up off that soil and getting into uh, into the air, which is causing the, the the musty smell in your basement. Now, do you have vents in this in this addition that are open to the outside so that the crawl space can uh, get some fresh air? Uh-huh. Do you have uh, a a door that closes the crawl space off from the main basement. No, I don't. Okay. So what you're going to need to do is is to form or construct some sort of a hatchway that closes off that opening between the crawl space and the basement. They don't need to be connected. And in fact, if they are, uh, it's going to lead to energy loss. 
there's a couple of ways that you can do that. And what you might think about doing, if it's just sort of a, a standard opening that maybe is three feet wide and two feet tall, I don't know. But if it's something like that, you could take a piece of a one-inch uh, styrofoam and put a piece of plywood on the, on, the, on the front of that. And this way, construct a, essentially an insulated hatchway there so that you can really seal that in and keep the cold side uh, on the crawl space and let the basement be the warm side. I think those couple of things are going to solve your musty smell in your basement. And it's also going to make uh, that crawl space much, much drier, which is important. If you let that moisture continue to evaporate off the soil, what's going to happen is you're eventually going to get not only an inefficient situation because your insulation will be damp, but you could get termites, you could get uh, mold or decay of the floor structure. Okay. And my other question is, if I put the bisqueen down, how much do I overlap the pieces? Very good question. I would overlap it about four feet. You don't want to put it edge to edge. Okay. And then someone told me that maybe I should put lime down underneath first to dry out the area in case there's bacteria. Is that correct? No. You cannot possibly take all the moisture away with lime that's under that. Okay? No. Just cover it with the visqueen. Make sure the vents are open. Seal it off from the basement. And I think it would be good to go. And, and by the way, at that foundation perimeter, you can also reduce the amount of moisture getting in there by making sure you have gutters on the addition. The downspouts are extended four to six feet uh, from the house and the soil is always sloping away. All that moisture management is going to help. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You got it, Bridget. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. James in Illinois is on the line and is looking to make a fire pit at their money pit. What's going on? Oh, I just want to know what's the best way to build a fire pit in the ground. Uh, would you use fire brick or would you give those you know, there's a really nice fire pit kit that's on the market now at Home Depot that's made by Pavestone. It's called the Rumblestone Fire Pit Kit. I like it because it contains everything that you need. It's got the stone, which you can use to create the round fire pit itself, and then it also has a metal insert and a screen. So basically everything you need is is in the box, and you can pick it up and put it together, and they're pretty good about giving you instructions and step-by-step. Why don't you take a look at that? i got to tell you, I have a fire pit now, but if I was doing it again, I would pick up the Rumblestone round fire pit kit at Home Depot. Well, with the metal ring that goes around there, how thick is it, and... Would it rust and you'd have to replace it in a couple of years? I've had metal fire pits for a number of years, and I find that they're good for five or six or seven years. So I don't think it's an every year kind of thing. And this one in particular is made of heavy steel. And what's the price of that? I think it's around 400 bucks, maybe four, 450 bucks, something like that. But it includes everything. So it's all in there, you know, the brick, the stone, the metal ring, and so on. Okay, well, thank you very much. Rumblestone will work very well. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, eating fresh and local doesn't have to end once summer does. We've got tips to help you transition your summer vegetable garden into a fall harvest after this. You live in a Money Pit.
Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement or decor projects, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. You'll get the answer. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a pretty fun product, or actually a set of products. It's the Home Safety and Security Lighting Bundle by Mr. Beams, including the Mr. Beams LED Spotlight, which is a battery-powered 200-lumen spotlight. It's so impressive that they've got this down now where these spotlights can work work off of battery powers. Think about this. This means you don't have to run wiring when you want to hook up a new outside spotlight. You basically hang this on the wall and you are good to go. You want to add lighting. You want to increase security. All you need is the Mr. Beam's LED spotlight to do just that. It's also got a very cool reflector face, which gives you a very wide coverage area of 600 square feet. If you'd like more information, you can visit them at MrBeams.com. Spotlight itself is worth $29.99, but the entire bundle includes several of Mr. Beams lights for a total value of $170. Going out to one caller, drawn at random, make that you. That number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Heading over to Illinois, Gail's got an issue with airflow at the roof line. What's going on? Well, um, my home is a pole barn constructed home, uh, three years old, all metal, um, I'm four feet up off the ground, and uh, my heating duct and air conditioning, it's all in the ceiling, and I have uh, high ceilings, vaulted ceilings, and um, I'm having trouble with settlement. It's settling, as far as I'm concerned, way too much. And I don't know if there's uh, in the tape that from between the um, duct tape that there, or not the duct tape, but the tape that yeah, the dry the drywall for, uh, tape. Yeah. So you're getting some cracking and some movement in that ceiling area, Gail. Oh yeah, I, I know I've got movement in the house because there's you know it's all open, and right. I know there's not walls. The whole thing's mm-hmm. in place. So yep. therefore, I'm going to get. Some, but this one that concerns me is in the back because when my my son's in con- construction and he said, "Well, you don't have it vented out. It could be a damp problem up there." I had my contractor come out today and take a look at it, and there's no dampness in because they spray with uh, some kind of a, a foam that adheres to the the floor. I mean, up on the ceiling and uh, around the sides, and it seals it in. Am I? son was concerned that he, he says, well, where's the air vent? I said, well, I guess we don't have one. <laughs> okay, so let me give you some background information on this type of, uh, of an application. So it sounds like your home has been insulated with spray foam. It's an excellent product. In fact, I have it in my own house. And when you use a spray foam application, you do not, do not vent the attic. You only vent the attic if you're using a bad insulation like fiberglass or or cellulose or mineral wool. In those cases, you need to vent the attic because it carts moisture out. When you use spray foam, uh, your attic is not an unconditioned attic. It's, it's become a conditioned attic. And so in that case, you do not vent it. I don't think your problem is a lack of ventilation. In fact, I'm sure of that with the spray foam house. I think what you're describing to me is normal uh, expansion and contraction in a newer home. Uh, Those types of situations where the drywall tape uh, loosens up and cracks and pulls away, pretty typical in that particular type of scenario. Now, the repair on this has to be done uh, in such a way that you're not just sort of putting back what's there. You need to pull off the loose tape, all of it, cut it away, and then you're going to gently sand that area, and then you're going to apply a type of drywall tape that's perforated and made of fiberglass. It looks like netting. 
and it's tacky. So you can basically stick it on across the crack, and then you put three coats of spackle over that. And what that tends to do is bridge the gap across that seam much better than just paper tape would, and hopefully stop the crack from reforming. So you can't just try to re-spackle what's there. It'll just keep showing through again and again and again. You need to take off the loose tape and replace it with uh, the perforated tape, uh, and then refinish it, prime it, paint it, and you're done. Gail, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Darren in Virginia, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, so I'm trying to uh, c- convert my toilet from regular water in the house to a rain, 265-gallon rain barrel outside. Uh, so piping it in, underneath my house, I had the CPVC, the smaller stuff. So what I was wondering is, do I have to filter that water? And if I pump it in there, what is the max PSI that I should use? Are you putting a pump on it? I'm going, to, I'm going to have a solar pump on it. All right, so first of all, no, you don't have to filter toilet water because it's wastewater. It's gray water, so it can go straight in. Um, secondly, um, how much pressure do you need? Well, I guess that's really going to depend on the toilet, but I would think you know, most water pressure in a house is going to be anywhere between 50 and 70 pounds. So that's probably what your toilet's used to working with. And thirdly, you want to make sure, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's a great thing that you're doing, trying to use rainwater for all this, but let's not forget the obvious. Make sure your, your toilet itself is efficient. You know, the toilets today uh, can use as little as about 1.3 gallons of water per flush. So if you have an older toilet, you might want to upgrade it so you need even less water uh, for the flushing mechanism. All right. Well, that's uh, something to think about also. What other, what other green upgrades are you making to the house? This actually all started with I put in a drinking system for my pigs. Okay. Well, you got a farm there? Or? I, I have a farm. I have a small farm in Damascus, Virginia, and we we piped we piped uh, in the stalls drinking nipples for the pigs because they kept spilling all their water. So, so now they are totally self-sufficient. They have a solar-powered pump at 40 PSI going to these nipples, and it's coming off of their roof into a rain barrel that feeds it. Wow! So this is a natural extension of that, and if it's good enough for the if it's good enough for the pigs, I guess it's going to be good enough for for uh, for your home plumbing system as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely want to try to do as much as I can with Mother Nature before I have to depend on somebody else. All right. Well, it makes a lot of sense, Darren. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, that steady stream of fresh tomatoes from your garden might be coming to an end, but you can keep that produce going well into the cooler weather by transitioning your summer vegetable garden into a fall veggie garden. Yeah, vegetables like broccoli, cabbage, lettuce, spinach, mustard greens, beets, and turnips, they all grow really well in cooler weather. Now, the key is rejuvenating your soil. You've got to replenish all the nutrients that it spent growing those summer veggies. So first, what you need to do is pull out the plants that are done producing and then yank out any loose weeds or debris. Next, you want to add some compost and mulch and layer some straw or hay on top of it as well. That's going to insulate the garden when the temperatures start to drop. Now, most fall vegetables can endure a little frost, but you can extend their season by up to a month if you simply add a frost blanket right on top of the hay. Just sow one seed every couple of inches, and before you know it, you'll be replacing those store-bought salad fixings with the fresher versions from your very own fall backyard garden. 888-666-3974. If you are tackling a fresh home improvement, project we'd love to help give us a call right now at one eight 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 money pit bill in texas is on the line with a question about algae on a roof what's going on at your money pit okay i've got a uh, little issue with a lot of this i would say it was algae it's green on the north side of my house okay i have i have power washed it in the past 
but all I used was straight water, and it uh, didn't take long to come back. I'm uh, looking to paint it here pretty soon, and uh, wonder if you have anything in mind that I ought to use. So first of all, you should understand why it's happening. North side of the house being the cooler side of the house is where you usually get the most deposit of mold, moss, mildew, or algae. I've also got a lot of bushes there. I'm sure that's part of my problem. Yeah, I agree. When you block sunlight, that's the most natural mildecide out there. When you block sunlight, uh, then you invite that. So to the extent possible, you should try to thin those bushes out a bit uh, or cut them back a bit, uh, at least to let some more air and sunlight get in there. Now, in terms of eliminating the problem that you have now, can't just blast off the algae like you've done in the past, because as you've seen, it comes right back. What you have to do is you have to use uh, an algicide that actually kills the algae, and that gets right down into the root of the matter where it's attached into the house uh, and stops it from regrowing. There's a product called Spray and Forget that works quite well, and you simply apply it, and then it will stop the algae from growing itself, and basically it falls away. So Spray and Forget takes a little while for that to happen, but it's very effective, and you can apply it then periodically, say every three months or so, to uh, stop it from growing once again. That would be the best way to get it off and, and have it stay off. Spray and forget. Sounds like a plan. All right, Bill, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit Michael, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have an AC coil uh, that has an issue with it. Um, it's positioned at an angle, air handler in my attic, and I believe this is so it, it would allow condensation to run down the baffles into a drain pan. But mine doesn't do that. It, it, the, the condensation simply drops off the baffles directly into the bottom of the air handler, not into the drain pan. Yeah, so I, I'm wondering if there's a, a spray coating or something I can add to it to make it cohesive, I mean, where the water will stick to it until it goes to the drain pan. Uh, my I had the air seat, the AC unit service last summer, and one of the technicians told me that the he said the coating is worn off your baffles, and you just need to replace it. It sounds to me like it's the kind of thing that's installed when the product is manufactured, not something that's added as an aftermarket. So is all the moisture dripping off of this as opposed to going, I mean, is most of the moisture getting to the drain pan, or is it all just sort of spilling off all over the place? The drain pan is completely dry. It just drips directly from the coil or from the coil from the baffles into the bottom of the air handler unit. Rusting everything out, too. It's rusting, and um, uh, from the air intake down the hall, uh, it, it finally built up enough where it was basically leaking. And there's no uh, clog um, of any of the drainage of this down to that pan? There's nothing that's backed up? Because very often some of that internal plumbing gets backed up. Uh, no, it's uh, there, there's nothing in the drain pan to drain out. It's completely dry. It, it doesn't drain down the baffles into the drain pan. It just drips directly into the bottom of the air handler. I wondered if, if just getting, I mean, I looked at, there's some cleaners you can go on and clean your, your uh, your coil with and things like that. And I, I, I suppose that may help. I, I don't know. but I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but the thing is you're not going to know until next summer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I could turn the AC down and, and, you know, check it, you know, temporarily. But now it's kind of unusual, but, but, but what happens is sometimes technicians will see these same units over and over again because they're common to a particular area of the country or area of the state. 
And so they get accustomed to diagnosing this kind of defect over and over again. But unfortunately, I'm not, a, I'm not aware of any type of coating that can replace what was probably put on when those blades were made originally. Not the uh, news I was looking for, but... Uh... <laughs> All right, well, thanks for giving it a shot. Yep, thanks. You got it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Are you looking to sell your house fast? While millennials are buying homes at dizzying speeds, if you know what they're looking for, we're going to share inside tips on selling your house to this active group of home buyers after this. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what are you working on this beautiful fall weekend? We're here to help. Soup to nuts and floorboards to shingles. Give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. We've got Dane on the line from Tennessee looking to save some dollars on those energy bills. How can we help? I had a $190 electric bill last month. Um, So I've been trying to... Um, find ways to save electrical costs, like uh, not having the uh, air conditioner turned down on solo during the daytime. But I've been trying to look for the uh, perfect uh, kind of bulb to save the most electricity. Well, the LED technology is so rock solid now that that's definitely the way to go, and the prices have come way down. I mean, you can buy LED bulbs when they first came out. They were like 75 bucks each, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but now you can find a good LED bulb for under 10 bucks. And the nice thing is that these things last 20 years or more, so so it's not like you're ever going to have to replace them, or certainly not anytime soon. So the LED bulbs that are available at, at home centers and hardware stores, I think, are the way to go. I don't think that's going to be the main uh, reason your electrical bill was so high. You mentioned your air conditioning. How is your house heated and cooled? Is it uh, electric heat? Is it uh, gas heat? What do you got? It's electric heat. Um, I uh, I don't own my own home. I rent, so... I'm probably in the same scenario as a lot of people uh, nowadays who either can't afford to own their own home or their credit isn't good enough. Yeah, so let me give you a suggestion. Uh, One of the things that I often recommend to renters is that you buy your own thermostat. Now, replacing the existing thermostat in your house is, is not a very difficult project. And if you were to buy a smart thermostat, like a Nest, for example, I've got two of those in my home, you're going to have uh, the capability to regulate uh, your heating and cooling in, in a way you never, ever did before. There's a couple of advantages to this. So, for example, uh, the Nest thermostats have um, a geofence built into them. What that means is you can choose two temperatures, one for when you're home and one for when you're not. And when you leave the house, the fact that your phone is no longer in that house tells that thermostat to go down to a vacation setting, which is a lower temperature than it normally would. Uh, and when you come back, it starts to cool again. You can also set schedules, and it also has a uh, motion detector built into it so that uh, if there's no action in front of the thermostat, it also can go into vacation mode. So these smart thermostats, they give you all sorts of ways for you to save energy. And it's a, such a simple installation that when you move out, you could replace the old thermostat and take this with you to the next apartment or the next house and then hook it up there. There's only one issue with that. Um, I'm actually a truck driver, and um, me and uh, my fiance live here, and we are expecting our... Uh, 
first child together. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so she's always here. Uh, she takes care of the house. But a lot of pregnant women, they get a lot hotter during pregnancy, so they tend to use the uh, thermostat quite a bit more. Sure. I understand that. And certainly we want your fiancé to be as comfortable as, as possible. But this is just, you know, a short-term situation. Moving on beyond that, you know, the kind of technology that's available in, uh, in smart thermostats and other smart home products today is inexpensive and, and really can overall contribute towards uh, a lot of energy savings. So I do encourage you to, uh, to take a look at that. The light bulbs certainly are one thing, and uh, the thermostat is another. You know, being strategic with the drapes and the blinds and making sure that the south windows are, are well covered so that you reduce heat gain. These are things that you as a renter can do, and that will have an impact on your energy bill. Okay. Thank you. All right, Dane. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit, and congratulations on your new child. Well, if you're getting ready to sell the home that you've spent a good many years in, you might want to consider a few updates to make that home more attractive to a millennial home buyer. These millennials are buying their first home, and they're making up more and more of the market. And if you know how to attract them, the chances are you'll sell your house quicker and at a much better price. Yeah, here's the deal. Many of these young buyers are just simply leery of purchasing a home that requires a lot of maintenance or repairs. So you want to be sure to schedule a home inspection before you list the house. The resulting report you're going to get will help you address any worries or fears about non-existent problems. Now, young buyers are also looking for homes with plenty of light and space. So you want to do some smart staging and a few simple cosmetic improvements to make your house as bright as possible. And Finally, you want to make your community a part of the marketing, too, because buyers really want to know about the great schools, the recreational amenities, and the people that live nearby. All that together would help you move your home quicker to the millennial home buying market. Up next, is a new kitchen in your plans this year? What? Not unless you win the lottery? Well, it might not take that kind of windfall. We've got five updates for under a grand after this. You live in a body pit. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We're going to help you with whatever it is you are working on at your Money Pit. Plus, we're giving away the Mr. Beams Home Safety and Security Lighting Bundle. And that includes the Mr. Beams LED Spotlight. Now, the Spotlight's got a way brighter light. And the best part is that it's battery powered. And that battery is going to last about a year if it comes on about 8 to 10 times a day, which is pretty average. It's got a wireless installation so you can put it anywhere around your home or yard to give you that extra light that you need and it has a really cool reflector face that creates a wider coverage area of about 600 square feet of light check it out the product line is amazing it's mrbeams.com and you can find the led spotlight there for 29.99 but the bundle includes several of mr beams lights for a total value of 170 bucks going out to one caller make that you pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 money pit 
All right, now we've got Teresa on the line who wants to change her deck from paint to stain. What's going on at your money pit? We have uh, a deck. We have replaced half of the deck with, um, what do you call it, pre-treated lumber. Yep, treated lumber, okay. And we've got, we, and, and I really don't know what to do because half the deck is now, you know, replaced and the other half is still painted. Mm-hmm. With paint, not stain. Are you planning on replacing the painted lumber as well, or or not? Uh, well, I was actually wanting to use some type of uh, solid stain because I think they've come out with some new stuff now, and maybe I would use it over all of the deck. Yeah, the thing is, since it's been painted, you're really going to have to get that old paint off. You can't stain over paint because there's nothing for the stain to soak into unless it's so worn that it's exposed sort of the pores of the wood. But you're talking about a solid color stain and has a lot of pigment and it. it kind of looks like paint. It just doesn't have the glaze to it, but it gives it a lot of protection. And since the pressure treated side is brand new, I would tell you to probably wait until next spring to tackle that because the first year there's a lot of chemicals in that pressure treated lumber. We like to let them evaporate out a bit first. Oh, okay. Because I had heard a couple of different things. I was done ho ready to go. Now, and you think that the part, see, part of the, the deck is actually covered. So you think I need to strip that off of there? I'd be concerned because I don't think the stain is going to is going to stick on top of the paint. I mean, the idea of stain is it soaks into the wood. You can paint over stain, but you can't stain over paint. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what what products are out there that would maybe paint? I mean, like I said, paint would work for all of it, but then you'd be committing to painting the rest the rest of the deck unless you just wanted to have it be sort of a two two tone or at least one you know one is painted and one is stained. You're going to see a difference between the two, but maybe you can figure out a way to make that work from a decor perspective. Well, thank you so, so much. I'll do that. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, kitchens are one of the most popular home improvement projects for fall, especially with everyone trying to get one done before the holidays. While a major kitchen makeover is wonderful, it's expensive and really time-consuming. Yeah, that's true, but you don't have to spend a bundle to give your kitchen a whole new look. There are some updates that you can do for under 1000 bucks, and we've got the list presented by Pergo's Outlast, Pergo's new line of water-resistant flooring. So first, let's talk countertops. Sure, if you go granite, you're going to pay as much as you would for, say, a used car. But budget-friendly materials like laminate and tile can give you a nice, fresh, new look. And don't exclude laminates. It's not the same laminates you may have grown up with. They are gorgeous today. And if you do want a stone finish like granite, you can use granite tile, which can be far less expensive and deliver that same beautiful finished look. Yeah, now let's talk about your kitchen cabinets. You can keep them. Cabinet replacement, it's expensive, but if your cabinets are in good shape and you're just not thrilled with their finish, there are so many options to change their appearance. First, you can strip off the old finish and stain them any way you like or just paint them and then replace the hardware. Now, small changes even, like new door handles and drawer pulls, that can make a huge difference in the overall look of your kitchen. Appliances are another area that are easy to update. The dated look of kitchens can often be traced to the appliances. And just like cars, appliances are going to reflect the style of the day. So changing or repainting can make that kitchen appear 20 years younger, especially if you repaint the walls to match those new colors or complement 
those new colors. Now, when you do replace, you want to choose an Energy Star rated appliance. This means that the appliance is going to exceed the Department of Energy's guidelines for efficiency by at least 10%, and that's going to save you some bucks. Yeah, and don't forget about lighting, which is really just as important in your kitchen as any other room in the house. Again, lots of opinions here. You know, you can add pendant lighting. It's really popular these days. Or take advantage of the many smart home lighting systems by adding dimmers or bulbs that run off apps, and you can keep them on a schedule. Now, last but not least, you want to replace the kitchen floors. New flooring alone can really change the look of a kitchen, and it can be installed with little impact on family life. And Pergo is out now with a new line of water-resistant laminate flooring called Pergo Outlast Plus with Spill Protect 24. The cool thing is that it's water-resistant, and it's designed to protect against spills for up to 24 hours, so it's really a perfect choice for a kitchen. Yeah, and it's also very durable against wear, scratches, and stains, and the design looks really authentic. Now, the flooring actually has a deep texture to it, so that gives it a very realistic appearance. These are stylish, durable floors, and they're going to add charm to your home. Plus, this project is easy, and you can easily get your kitchen ready for the holidays. And the price is great as well. two seventy nine dollars a square foot at Home Depot. Pergo Outlast Plus with Spill Protect. You can learn more at homedepot.com slash pergo. Sam in Tennessee is on the line with a water pressure question. How can we help you today? Yes, I have uh, just purchased a home that is about uh, 75 years old. And we're refurbishing it, and we're trying to keep everything as original as we can. I have great water pressure in every every room that has water but my bathtub. Sam, does your 75-year-old home have steel water pipes? It has the old. We're eventually going to replace all the water system, but we're having we're having to live in part of the home now and and redoing the other half while we live here. <laughs> if you have the original steel water pipes in a seventy-five year old home, they are absolutely going to suffer from interior rusting. Uh, what happens with steel is it rusts and expands inward, so it kind of clogs like an artery, so to speak. And uh, the older it is, uh, the more that can occur. It's possible that that, you may have a a bad pipe uh, on the way to uh, that uh, tub, and that's why you have such a slow fill out of that. The other possible issue is uh, the valve itself It's feeding water. In that same bathroom, I presume you have a sink and a toilet. Do you notice any water pressure problems with those appliances? No, sir. We have, like I said, Great pressure everywhere except for that one spigot, you know, and it's the hot and cold runs into one. Well, I mean, the other thing it could be is a bad, it also could be a bad faucet on that tub. But, you know, if it's if the pressure is pretty good everywhere else, it's not it's not likely to be rusted just at the bathroom, at the, at the one fixture itself. Uh, so I would suggest that maybe you want to replace that tub, that set of tub valves, because it's probably obstructing there. Right. Well, actually... It's got the old Tommy Butterfly controls on it, and we was really wanting to <laughs> keep it. But you can find those valves today. There's a lot of sources of antique plumbing, and, and some of the new uh, fixtures and faucets are designed to basically go be used in a retrofit situation like that. So you can find modern versions that look old. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sam, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Have a great day. If a cozy house sounds appealing to you, imagine how it looks to rodents who want to get in. We're going to share tips to keep critters from joining you indoors this fall after this.
Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects at one eight 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 Money Pit. You can also post your questions online at moneypit.com. That's what Nicole did. Yeah, Nicole from New Jersey writes, what's the best method for cleaning the carpet in my home's main living areas? Chem dry, steam, should it be done sparingly, or is it okay to clean them as often as needed? Well, the best way to preserve your carpets is to vacuum them frequently because the one thing that wears them out is the dirt that gets in there, the sand that gets in there, and that really grinds at the fabric, at the fibers, I should say. Now, in terms of cleaning them, yes, it's okay to steam clean them periodically. And steam cleaning does a marvelous job of, of pulling out uh, dirt and debris and stains and leaving them smelling, leave them smelling, you know, quite fresh. I'm always impressed. Uh, a couple of times I've used a steam cleaner uh, on an apartment that uh, we own and rent over the years. And, and sometimes, a number of times I've gone in there thinking, you know, I got to replace this carpet, but let me try steam cleaning it first. And it's amazing. It pulls it all out of there and doesn't seem to have any ill effect on the carpet. All right. Next up, we've got a post here from Jason in Florida who writes, did you say that a pasty mixture of salt, vinegar, and baking soda is good for polishing brass? Well, actually, Jason, um, you're close. It's actually salt and lemon juice, and it can be used on both brass and copper. The tip here is, though, is to use real lemons, not uh, not lemon juice, not the bottled lemon juice. In fact, Leslie, I know uh, when you travel with the kids, sometimes they may ask for souvenirs. I, I did this smart thing many years ago. We started getting the pennies out of those penny machines, the flattened yeah, pennies. Yeah, we always do that. Yeah, because now that's a really cheap 51 cent <laughs> souvenir that we take from all the places we go. And after we do it, if we're like sitting at lunch or something, I'll grab the lemon out of the glass of iced tea and a little bit of salt, mix it together and clean the penny right there. So I taught the kids how to do that. And now they do it as well. So yeah, salt and fresh lemon uh, is a really great uh, tarnish remover. And you know what? We actually have a whole host of natural recipes for different cleaning things around your house that you probably have all the ingredients for right now in your Money Pit. So head on over to moneypit.com and just search natural recipe cleaning and you'll find a whole bunch of great stuff. Well, when temperatures drop, mice, rats love to make their way into homes for relief from the chill. But there are ways to keep them out now and in the months to come. Leslie's got tips on how to do just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, it's not as easy as hanging a no vacancy sign, but you can make changes that'll keep those mice and critters moving on and away from your house and, you know, onto the next warm spot. Keep in mind, mice, they can squeeze through spaces smaller than a nickel. So you've got to seal any potential entrances to your home with sheet metal, steel wool or cement. Keep in mind, guys, expandable foam insulation, sometimes it can be gnawed through. So if you take that route, you want to add steel wool to the mix. Give it a little bit more heft to it. And your dog and cat isn't the only animal that comes running at the smell of pet food. Wet or dry, it's enticing to rodents also. So enticing that they're going to chew through heavy-duty food bags just for a taste. You want to keep dry pet food in sealed metal containers and then rinse out pet food bowls before heading to bed every single night. You also want to give your kitchen counters and tables a wipe down each evening, too. Those discarded crumbs, that's an outdoor animal's feast, guys. So make sure you just wipe everything down. And while it doesn't seem to help their IQ, critters love newspapers and magazines just as much as we do. So get rid of stacks of paper and cardboard that those mice and rodents can turn into really happy nesting sites. If you need some more advice to keep your house critter free, we've got solutions for all areas of your home inside and out at moneypit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, are you tired of waiting? 
and waiting for hot water to stream out of your bath, sink, or shower in the morning? If so, a hot water recirculating pump can help, and it can save more than 10,000 gallons of water each and every year. We'll have tips on how to accomplish that project on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 